0: we
2: Folks here on the Michigan Insider on Sports Talk 1050 WTKA online at WTK.com. Sam Webb, Ira Eintraub on the other side, and of course, the MGo Blog Roundtable crew every Thursday at the 9 o'clock hour. Back with us in a very, very eventful week. There hasn't been a day this week that has uh, began without some sort of significant news when it comes to the University of Michigan. Joining me to reflect... And to look ahead is uh, the man that started it all over at MGO Blog, Brian Cook, BC. Good morning. How are you? I
1: refuse to admit that I am Brian Cook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have uh, Craig Ross. Craig, good morning. How are you?
3: Okay. Uh, introduce Seth first.
2: It's, okay. <laughs> Seth Fisher, you're next. How are you to this morning?
3: I'm actually Craig Ross.
2: I'm, I'm actually confused. And now we have Craig Ross. Craig, what's up?
3: Yeah, I, I just have a 10-second story. Um, why I love Ann Arbor. Uh, last night, my wife and I took uh, David Nasternak to his first classical music production. And we went over to Rackham. And if you've never been at Rackham, it's a great place to see a concert, just a beautiful place. And, and, uh, and it was Jeremy Dank, who is a world-famous pianist. And uh, the Takas Quartet, which is probably the most famous uh, uh, string quartet in the world, playing Schumann's uh, Piano Quartet in E-flat Major, Opus 47, a wonderful piece. And uh, so we're there and we sit down and what do I hear behind me? Conversation about being worn out by Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> you know, this is why I love Ann Arbor. But <laughs> incidentally, the performance was spectacular. The uh, especially the fourth movement, the vivace movement, but. I will say this. They left out the lumbago movement, which is a good thing because my back hurts. So, anyway, that's my I joke no of the idea. week. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you have
0: no idea? Uh, Please write us it, if it, you it, got it. that joke.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so, uh, Monday uh, comes, and Monday afternoon, I want to say it's around 5 o'clock, was when Santa Ono announced that he had gotten a call that Jim Harbaugh has decided – to remain at the University of Michigan, and so you know, obvious, you know, the, the obvious uh, uh, sort of uh, question that arises from that, like, wow, you know, this is Sa- the the Santa relationship really is front and center in this uh, in this moment. That's the first thing that that strikes you uh, because Santa said he then had to tell he was going to then tell Ward Manuel, but the thing that resonated with me as much was here you had Jim Harbaugh deciding to remove his name from NFL consideration, Brian, without a deal done with Michigan, with no signed deal, with negotiations still ongoing, and the NCAA still looming. So there's that that we'll get to coming up. And yet he decided to say, I'm out. I'm out with the NFL. I am here at Michigan. That, to me, it, it kind of lends more credence to what he had been saying about, I mean, I love it. I want to be here. I'm not chasing the NFL. I know the Spartys and the, and the Buckeyes all over my mentions saying uh, he just didn't get an offer. He didn't let it get to the offer phase, Brian, even without this, the certainty of, of a contract in the NCAA here. That was significant to me. I wonder what you make of it.
1: Well, you know, I think at this point they have the broad outlines of an agreement, I imagine um and you know i think for harbaugh like i don't even know if the like money really matters that much to him like he's got enough money i think it's more about like respect and standing and i think uh, the way this went down was a little bit odd because you know Ono announces that he's like happy that jim harbaugh's coming back and he's gonna tell the athletic director i'm like what (laughs) that's Even if that's how that happened, why would you why would you say that? And uh, I mean, I follow him on Twitter and he's constantly tweeting about the stuff that he's doing, Um, but he doesn't really seem to have that like Dave Brandon self aggrandizement gene. Uh, So that just felt strange. Um, But, you know, I feel like it was probably a fairly easy decision for Jim Harbaugh, because as we discussed last week, the Denver Broncos are not going to the Super Bowl probably ever again. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> the, sun, the
1: sun will expand and engulf the earth <laughs> and the Denver Broncos will not have made a Super Bowl um, but if that's the most prominent job that's hypothetically open for you then it'd be crazy to leave because as we've discussed before this team looks like a potential number one overall team next year um, depending on what happens with Georgia so I don't think that decision was hard you know he's got a championship team this year uh, at Michigan, and whatever is going to happen in the NFL looked like a rebuild. So I think we're probably not out of the woods with this yet. But
2: uh, you're kidding me. <laughs> but it's speak, you're speaking the truth.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, I just don't think that you have these things happening in back-to-back years, and it's not something that's still on his mind. Now he's got something going at Michigan, and I think you know he's got to think about where he wants to be long-term, but I don't think that decision is made. I think that decision is still on the table. I think for 2023, the obvious answer is J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, et cetera, et cetera.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greg, what say you? I, I'm just, dis, uh, in, in some context, I guess, I'm amused and in another, I'm just dismayed. I mean, a year ago, Harbaugh said to us, all of us that this wasn't going to be an every year event and that turned out to be not true the it turned out that that this event happened again this year now I don't know how far along he got in these conversations or what these conversations were about that's true but it seemed like you know after doing it a year ago he 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 pushed Michigan and its fans and Ward Manuel and the Ono uh, into it, Right again. And and I don't like it a lot. Um, and the second part of this is from Ono seems like the salt of the earth. Everybody loves him. Everyone who meets him loves him, and all good. But I didn't like his commentary very much. I didn't like what Ono said. Uh, uh I mean Ono announces uh uh Harbaugh's coming back. This is like uh, you know, the fire sign theater hour of the wolf news big light and sky slated for east uh and and so yeah harbaugh's harbaugh's coming back and he announces it why is he announcing it and why is he announcing it this particular way it seems to me ono should be saying uh going to ward and saying hey ward you announce this or worst case he announces it for himself and ward and not with the commentary oh uh, I just called Ward and told him Harbaugh was coming back, which I think is pretty close to the to to what was said. I don't like that. Um, I don't I don't think the president of the university should be cutting the athletic director off off at his knees. Um, and so the whole thing has become a bad soap opera. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I find it. Um, I don't want to say alarming, but I find it disheartening. Seth.
0: I mean, it's disheartening if you're, uh, if you're Ward manual, I don't think Santa did it on, you know, he doesn't do that thing kind of thing by accident. Right. It's not, like I mean, I don't, knows. I
1: don't, <laughs> I don't know if we want to read that much into it. Right. Like, no, I don't know. Maybe not. Like I feel like the people are like reading the Kremlin, Kremlo- Kremlinology here. And, uh, <laughs> it might just be like, ah, uh, <laughs>
2: like you know, Angelique said something yesterday, uh, because she she has a perspective as a Cincinnati alum of talking to Cincinnati folks. Mm-hmm. And she said before he got here, before Santa arrived, that people were telling her that it is going to be an adjustment for the athletic director, that the <laughs> athletic director is going to quickly realize that he is he is different from other presidents and that he is going to be very involved in athletics like very involved so almost as if to say independent of who the athletic director is or what his presence or profile is santa is going to be involved in athletics so when she said that because look it, it it does raise questions <laughs> like are you are you putting your ad on notice i mean is this it it, it does strike it at least raises the the question of what what does chain of command look like Moving forward, is he reporting? I understand why those questions are being asked, but when when put against what Angelique offered as far as background is concerned, this might just be how Santa is, and not be you know some ulterior motive. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm just offering it up as a as a possibility. Yes, yeah, so.
0: I I didn't mean to lead. I shouldn't have led with that because that was the that's the least interesting part of this to me. The more interesting thing is what is you know how. Committed this Harbaugh to this program because really what he just did has got us back to the status quo. Last year he said, I told Ward it's not going to happen. This is kind of thing's not going to happen again. We all believed it. I don't think we're going to believe it again without a contract. So the details of that contract are going to matter a lot. What's the buyout? What's the term? That's going to matter to us because, like Brian said, you can't go through this every single year. If they want Michigan, should be stepping up to be like, you know, Alabama with an education right now. Like that's the position they they could be in now that they're getting to the playoffs, now that they're beating Ohio State, they're winning the Big Ten. All those magic things that we were looking for in 2016, 2017, they now have. And in order to capitalize on that, you have to capitalize the momentum. And that means not spending the first two weeks of every year waiting around to see if the heart the coach is gonna leave.
2: Yeah, but I hear where you're coming from, Brian. That might just be the reality, right? But At least, but here, here's the flip side. Look, he's not getting younger. I mean, he, every year, you would think from an age perspective, and I'm not being an ageist here, you know, I'm, I understand. Hey, you could still, you could have been around and for the early days of Michigan football and still be Craig Ross, still be that guy, right? So I'm not saying just because he's getting.
3: Hey, are you firing the- me on air? <laughs>
2: I'm not saying that he's just because he's getting older. He couldn't coach in the NFL, but I am saying, as he gets older, he becomes less appealing to the NFL. When you say Brian,
1: yeah, I mean there's definitely a a break point there. Uh, how old is Bill Belichick? Well, I think I think he's pretty old, and I mean they just had Lovey Smith coach. I think the Texans for one year, so age isn't probably that much of a barrier. It might be something where there's a point where it's just not going to happen. But I think as long as he's performing at Michigan, and I think it would be pretty surprising if he didn't perform at Michigan next year, he'll be of interest because the NFL is not really thinking on super long term timelines. You know, if they get good three, four years out of him, that'll be enough. So I don't necessarily think that's going to be a major part of their thought process.
3: Yeah. At at this point, it's hard for me to believe that any recruit isn't at least going to be asking this question. And yeah. you know? I mean, it's two years in a row. And so I don't care what the buy. first of all, I don't like buyouts. I think if, if Harbaugh yeah, doesn't yeah, want yeah. to you be here, Yeah, yeah, you said this last though. week. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But beyond that, but beyond that uh, you know, it, it, it now it's a perpetual question for anybody uh, who's interested in coming into the program. And I think there's ways around that, but I won't.
2: I give him this. He he is he he understands that uh, mm-hmm. because I know that that was a line of a very specific line of questioning. And uh, Jaden Davis dad told me how he was going to ask it. He mm-hmm. said, I'm going to ask him, coach, don't tell me you don't know the future. I understand what you say <laughs> to everyone else. I understand what you say publicly. Are you going to be here past next year? Period. Yes mm-hmm. or no <laughs> kind of thing. And so oh, yeah. I'm waiting to get the answer to what, what Harbaugh said, but the har- he made it clear that that was going to be the point of the conversation before they had it. And so now I'll be getting some feedback on that today about exactly what Harbaugh said in response.
3: Well, Jaden Davis's dad is a very smart guy because that's certainly the right question. And, and the notion that who knows what the future tells uh, is nonsense. And... I mean, it's insulting and and it's nonsense. So I mean, his dad asked the right question and 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 put it the right way. Then, my opinion. The
0: fact that it's a question means that it, there's that I pretty much think we have an answer. Harbaugh, he's not looking for his exit right now. He's not like, oh, I need to get to the NFL as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's something that he wants to do. And I think, Sam, you mentioned he's sixty-two years old. I think so. You know, it's going to have to happen. He's 59. He's 59, 59. Yeah. 59, 59. 59. 59. yeah so, it's, I, so, yes, in three years, he'll be 62. And three years after that, he'll be 65, which is when really you start tapering off. And you and we've seen it with many times. The coaches just start to lose what they can do. And that's going to lower his value to Michigan as well. So, if we don't have a plan for when Harbaugh is done, that's got to be part of the conversation. Now. Unless Harbaugh says, I want to coach here till I retire. Plan on me here till I'm 65. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not taking any more NFL calls. That's done. But he said it last year to the the fans and everybody, and that didn't happen. So it needs to be some... And this is why the buyout matters, because the buyout says, look, if you want to buy him out, Next year, it's going to cost you $40 million. It's impossible. If you want to buy them out in three years, it's going to cost $7 million. That's pretty possible. That's what the buyout can do. And I know you don't like it, but it's it's, it's a contract
3: that's supposed to say what each party's commitment is to each other. Well, doesn't – I mean, as long as you're on that topic, doesn't Harbaugh already have a contract with Michigan?
0: Yes, he but does. Does. Because I think the answer to that is
3: yes. So, and is it a good contract? I think it is. Seven to nine million dollars a year. And so, uh, and and if money isn't relevant, why are we even talking about this? He's a top and five
0: why, coach. He deserves to be paid like a top five coach anyway. Really? but Even but, if I, he has I, a contract? I, but yeah, the, the money doesn't matter. I love Joel Klatz. I, I wish this was mm-hmm. true, but I love that Joel Klatt's take was maybe Harbaugh is using this opportunity as a negotiation, a negotiating tactic for his program, I would uh, love this to be. be true. That he's saying, "I need money for the assistant pool, I need money for sure. recruiting, I need a commitment for NIL, and I need you to tell the NCAA people that they're useless and to go away."
3: I would love that if, if that's true. If that's the reality, so, I would I, be happy. Yeah, you know,
2: it can be all of those things. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think he does want to be paid like the coaches who've made the playoffs in back-to-back years. I, I think. I, I think Ryan Day is is very much a uh that was the standard that was used in in the contract extension that he just signed when he signed that deal ryan day was making seven million. he basically he has the ryan day deal before ryan day extended in what was it march or may at which point ryan day got the mel tucker deal he got the nine and a half, which mel tucker shouldn't get he's he's the outlier he's yeah. the he's the million dollar house in a in, in a neighborhood of of 200,000 dollar houses, right? That's that's what they essentially did in paying him that much money. But he it does raise the bar and now that's what you have Ryan Day getting. So if Jim Harbaugh did what Ryan Day did, I think the the thought is show of respect, show of appreciation, at least from his vantage point is I should be paid like that. That's how you show that's how you show respect. That's how you show appreciation. I, it's right? not I'll, a respect
0: thing. All of those it. contracts say the same thing. Don't ever leave. Don't even try to take this guy. The NFL can come for Ryan Day because he is an NFL prospect, but maybe even better one than Harbaugh because he's younger and he's you know he's got an offensive mind. Um, but – Ryan Day's contract says Ryan Day is never going to leave Ohio State. Nick Saban's contract, which guarantees he's going to be the highest paid coach in the uh, in the NCAA, it says nobody can come along and take Nick Saban because that's an instant way to make your program. And Mel Tucker's contract says the same thing. We're Michigan State. We recognize we're Michigan State. Nobody who's anybody is going to want to coach here. So we're going to pay this guy enough that LSU is going to be like, nah, we don't really want to offer him that.
1: I think it'd be funny if Michigan offered a Harbaugh a billion dollars a year and then Sabin's contract went up to match and then Harbaugh <laughs> was like, never mind. <laughs> I think Man. that would be funny. <laughs> well,
2: um, yeah, look, he – I think I, – knowing him, look, I, I don't know all the details about the, the asks along the other lines. I do know – look, he – Wants to be paid like the other coaches who've done what he's done. That much I can say with absolute certainty. But knowing him, it it stands to reason that in doing that, he's gonna ask for more money for his assistance, too. He's already been pushing on the NIL side of things, and you see Michigan. They now there are four collectives that they they endorse. So they're making strides along those lines. It it is absolutely the case that he has shown. And this is where I think if you are frustrated and I hear the frustration coming look I hate covering it right but if if you want to take a glass half full perspective Craig this is where it comes from He decided the 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 interest from the Broncos was sincere it was legit I mean they were talking to people at a very very thorough level thorough enough to even before they did the interview you know I talked to a guy he said man they interviewed me for almost two hours about Harbaugh, asking this and asking that. And, you know, an, an agent guy said the same thing. we were asking all kinds of questions. They were really, really vetting him. There's a chance that that could have progressed to an offer, like legit. And no, and the other thing about knowing him is, yeah, it, to Brian's point, maybe they are on the Super Bowl team this year, but this is the kind of dude who thinks he wherever he goes, he's going to fix it. And he's going to fix it quick because he's done that. That's what he's done. bro. Everywhere he's gone, he's fixed it quick. So why would he think this would be any different? Right. So I just don't I think it's significant that now we move over to the NCAA piece that, again, maybe they have a framework for a deal uh, done. I I know Harbaugh's people will say, hey, you know, you don't have the numbers in front of him. I get it. I don't need to hear that. either. I understand. Waiting for the deal to be brought together. But they at least have a framework together Michigan does that they're, they've agreed that a deal is going to get done but that's not it's, it's not in front of them and then you got the NCAA and let's move to that story comes out last night that Michigan went Brian and conceded every point <laughs> they conceded the, the, co- the analyst coaching they conceded the improper contact during COVID they conceded the improper texting they conceded the uh, watching the workouts, right? And Harbaugh apologized. And yet now they are stuck on he lied. And it's so much so where there's there's an impasse for what reason I don't get, especially when they have conceded every other point.
1: Well, I mean, the other points are small beef, right? They're level two violations or whatever that don't mean anything. And you know, they... At someone at the NCAA wants a scalp, I guess like someone's got to be up their bonnet because they thought Jim Harbaugh was mean to them. <laughs> and that's, that's, I mean, that's what it is, right?
3: Yeah, it could. Be it's right.
1: like, it's a personal beef between this investigator dude and someone who blew him off. And he's like, I'm an important person with good job security. And so that's what they like. He's just going to try to press this. And so apparently Wetzel reports that, you know, this is the impasse. The NCAA has no evidence that Jim Harbaugh lied, and Jim Harbaugh is not going to say I lied. And, and NCAA is like, but I don't like that. You're mean.
2: Uh, and, I was told that this was, and this is not from someone at, at Michigan, but someone with with knowledge of this who said that story is 100 percent accurate. <laughs> like it, it is 100 percent accurate. Uh, it, and so the the other takeaway is. If they have proof, now how do you prove someone's lie? How do you prove someone didn't just, they don't recall, which is what is said in the story versus, oh, they are, it's a its a lie. It's a deliberate uh, sort of misleading or, or misrepresenting of, of the facts. How do you prove that unless you right. have some physical evidence that they clearly didn't show, or you have someone that's willing to step up and say, yeah, they told me X, Y, or Z, they must not have that either. I mean, they have a former employee who's driving the the recruiting narrative, but it doesn't sound like they have much more than that right now.
3: Well, I have no idea what they have, but I've been involved in these my entire lifetime. Uh, I mean, I've been involved in litigations my entire lifetime where one person comes in and said, you said that, or you did that, and the other side is looking like, you know, uh, their dog was just shot and going, what, what? I never said that. I never did that. And uh, and it's up to a judge or an arbitrator or someone to try and, and make sense of the stories. But yeah, you're you're often don't know, and we'll never know what was said or what wasn't I, I mean, said. Gr-
0: but you've not done one of these with the NCAA before. The NCAA could call up Same. the investigators who just grabbed Weiss's uh, server, right? Right, Weiss's computer. Yeah. They could find emails from Jim Harbaugh to Weiss saying, hey, do you remember that time you we went and got a burger with those two recruits? That was a good time. And then Harbaugh writing about it again a week before he said he didn't remember to the NCAA. Concrete proof from... From uh, state investigators, they could have that in front of them, and the NCAA is still ninety percent likely to just not be able to do anything about it. The NCAA has had way more against way bigger, way way bigger infractions, and they got nothing. And like this, these stupid lines about like, oh well, Jim Trussell lied, and that's what got him. No, it's not. Getting Tris- Trussell li- lying, Trussell lied about like a, a paying players, and. And had they had obvious emails saying that he knew what he was doing, and like that was getting Capone for tax fraud, right? They were going, they they had all sorts of stuff, and they're like, okay, how are we going to get this guy? If they're going after Jim Harbaugh like he's Capone for, it's it's got to be personal. There's nothing hey, uh, more. Yeah, well, to
2: it. I I definitely think this is my opinion. I I think that the initiator it definitely was personal. I don't think that, that, now that's just, do I know that for a fact? I don't. That is speculation on my part. But I think you have a, a person who feels like an aggrieved party who has an ax to grind and decided to sing, so to speak. And, <laughs> you know, obviously, Michigan, they they've conceded that they're guilty on that front. But I also think that that should be taken into account when you're trying to weigh whether the person, or in this case, Jim, whether he's lying. I mean, the, the person that you're listening to that brought this case, don't they have – an agenda of some sort? Shouldn't you, shouldn't you evaluate? Shouldn't you assess that? Uh, I mean, you would seem to me, you would have to be leaning on that person pretty heavily in your assessment of whether Jim Harbaugh's line. I don't know that to be the case, but I'm trying to figure out like, what are you going to find moving forward? You know, I I understand some of the questions that they've asked. They were asking things like who arranged these meetings, right? Like these, these gatherings of recruits, right? Who was there? Uh, you know, all those, all the things that would make it seem like Michigan was orchestrating these recruiting weekends. They want to get to the, to the bottom of that. It it sounds like this is at least from talking to, you know, at least one of the players that they interviewed about it. Right. And so, all right, you've, you've gotten that information. They've, they've conceded that these meetings happened. You seem to be okay with that. Your only issue is did Jim Harbaugh was he misleading about his recollection of the facts? I, I, I just I don't get why that has to drag out if you can't prove it. Because it would seem to nobody me nobody if the you NCAA – that. If, if you have proof of that, though, why wouldn't you put, bring it forth right now is, the, is my point.
0: Because nobody at the NCAA has any competence. If you worked in the NCAA, since that Miami case when they lost the last people that are worth anything at that office, if you work in NCAA compliance, you've gotten a job offer from some school's compliance office and took it. Because nobody wants to work at the NCAA. And if you're there and you show the slightest bit of competence— you're going to get snatched up by a much better job so fast. So everyone who's there are people who are just there because they they want they want the the title or they they have you know an uncle who got them the job or whatever. That's who you're dealing with.
2: Yeah, it, it may be. I don't know. Again, I don't know what what dragging this out, what purpose it serves. You can't find any more relevant facts on on things that they've conceded already. Is is kind of the the point to me. Unless you think you're gonna find some evidence of him lying, Craig, at which point you're a lawyer, how do you prove someone is lying without tangible physical proof, which they clearly don't have, or someone that can step up and and sort of contradict them and with their incredibly say, that that person over there is lying, and I know it. And here's why.
3: Well, it's the same old, same old, Sam. I mean, uh, Harbaugh comes in and said, "No, I never misled you about anything." And the person who's making the claim comes in and says, "No, you you told me whatever it is." And Harbaugh says, "That's not true. I never told you that. How do you know? You don't." And 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 who is ever making a decision? If there needs to be a decision, a decision needs to be made, then decides, uh, and. These things are hard to know. And you know my point of view, I guess, is this. I don't know if Harbaugh misled them or not. I have no idea. And, um, and I don't know the motivations. But I do know this. I think it would be better if Michigan wasn't even making these minor violations. Because it just feels like, if Michigan was just following the stupid rules, uh, then then this wouldn't happen. And it seems to me that if anyone's going to get hammered by this, it's going to be Michigan. There Fair is it. some yeah. history of that.
2: All right, look, I look. I think at this point, all you can do is ask, admit what you did and ask for forgiveness. Right. I, forgiveness. I, They've done that.
3: Yeah. I agree that. with that. I agree with that, Sam. I mean, now that it's happened, it's happened. You say, hey, we screwed up. We're sorry. Let's move on. What's the penalty? And and that, and that it sounds like that may not be good enough for the NCAA because they want Harbaugh to admit that he was a bad dog, which seems somehow pointless in the big scheme of things. But yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. I hear your point.
2: I just don't understand what, what they're – what waiting – what dragging this out is gonna accomplish. It's not gonna reveal anything else, unless they are gonna just investigate other things, at which point it brings in the question, don't we hear all the time that the NCAA doesn't have a massive staff to be investigating all of these things, right? So now you're gonna go on wild goose chase at Michigan? Doesn't make they sense. have
0: no They have no relevance whatsoever. They've got mud on their face every single time. They had the FBI give them a case against Kansas and Arizona and they got nothing out of that. They had a a booster giving them everything about Miami and they got nothing out of that. These guys are the most incompetent organization on the planet and they're aware of it enough to know that they need to have some sort of splash. What is the one school of any significance that possibly could take them seriously? Michigan. So they get a couple (laughs) things and they're like, okay, Let's get their AD, let's get the president, these guys take us seriously, and then what happens? Michigan's like, you're trying to get us to admit, well, lying about, uh, you know, oh, the... sorry officer, I, remember, I don't remember if I was going 35 or 30 in the 25 zone. That's what they're after here. And they're after it because they're so incompetent, they need a W, because they haven't won a single case in years.
3: I gotcha. could, could be right, I don't know.
2: All right. We need to get you a break. We'll come back on the other side and talk about this, uh, the developments with Matt Weiss. So stay tuned <laughs> sure for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, man. So you, you saw the uh, the reports overnight. We'll get into this on the air is that he, uh, he was hacking emails. He was hacking emails. Uh, now, whose emails would be the question, but... <clears throat> you know either way he's, I don't, he's, I don't de- he's
3: denying it right he, at this point he's denying it as i understand it but um my i also understand that this is fairly easy to prove <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
3: what they say right uh, so uh you know yeah. what yeah, what is he is trying a, to
0: do? T-? i mean I yeah like it. hacking emails like what is that what does that mean like what was he was he trying to like pretend to be someone else's email was he Trying to see what people's emails were saying, like
2: uh, I, I honestly, one hundred percent, no inside intel at all on that. I, I don't know. I will say, um, and it's it's prudent because you don't know how it's going to turn out. I will say they've already started sort of kind of thinking about what do you do if this thing goes left. I mean, I think that I think there was always always a a possibility, a distinct possibility that he would look back look to go back to the NFL anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Kind of like McDonald in that regard. Yeah. Right. But um yeah, this kind of this kind of uh swings, puts another couple weights on that scale.
3: Didn't they just hire a consequential person to be an analyst? Yeah, uh, Kirk
2: Campbell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Quarterback guy. Campbell. So <laughs> yeah I wonder
3: if they if this was something they saw coming I don't know well so I don't I don't no so no 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 this
2: that Kirk Campbell coming was not tied to the belief that Weiss was going to... Kirk okay. Campbell was brought by Gaddis he's a Gaddis guy oh okay and so but then Gaddis left and, and Kirk Campbell's still here but what's significant mm-hmm. to me is Biff wanted Kirk to go with him to Charlotte and he didn't go
3: mm. uh-huh.
2: and that should. You know, and that for an on-field, coaching on-field
3: person. position, yeah,
2: right. And so that should really, really kind of you know shoot off fireworks. Like, hey, what does that mean that he's not he's not taking that job, right? So,
3: yeah, yeah, it must mean that someone Harbaugh told him that he had a future within our within Michigan's program. At the you know,
2: there had been talk with the NCAA that they would they would expand the uh, the staff right by one. And like you could have one more on field coach, you Mm -hmm. wouldn't have an extra recruiter. I think it went, but you could have one more on field coach. So you could, in that instance, you could elevate a Kirk Campbell. You probably would put him on the road recruiting and not even have Weiss do any recruiting. Well, they also yeah, are changing
0: the rule that Michigan got in trouble for. So you're going to allow
1: right Right.
0: They're, they're doing the Mitch McGarry thing again. We're like nail Michigan as hard as you possibly can for something that we're getting rid
2: of. So, right. but they, yeah. uh, they, they, for some reason they tabled it. It didn't, uh, they decided not to vote on it or something. So um, that, that possibility is, is still up in the air about being able to have, you know, them both on staff. I, I just think that uh, yeah, uh, I don't think Kirk Campbell would be a slam dunk, but I mm-hmm. think that he would be. I mean, they gotta definitely.
0: be having the conversation with Jaden Davis because this is, this is position coach right now. That's got like and they and if they're gonna be signing this thing and getting this done and you're like you know, oh is the coach staying? Oh, we understand. Oh, is like you know the quarterback coach like?
2: I know they were gonna ask Harbaugh a very pointed question about Matt Weiss last uh, night. Yeah, you know, funny funny so i could i could share this with the with the crew on the side he said you know we we kind of connected with his dad was telling me he said we connected with weiss more than most and i said man yeah that's uh, that's interesting and he said the reason why is i told him he was a terrible recruiter <laughs> <laughs> he said i told him he was a terrible recruiter and then i and i told him how how to recruit my my son i could sort of went through and he said you know it, so we we kind of <laughs> establish the uh, you know that that candor
1: about 20 helped us, back on the radio
2: that Listen, candor kind of helped us establish a relationship that you know they have a real connection now so it's in it's significant to them what matt weiss's status is uh-huh so I, they were going to ask a direct question about weiss uh last night so i'm interested to know what, what the answer
0: Ira, we're is. not on, we're not doing the video thing on twitter right now right
1: Oh, the video everywhere. Everybody just yeah. watched and heard that and saw it. And we're coming yeah. back on yeah. radio <laughs>
3: in What's this guy's That's name? Davis' dad's five, name.
2: And <laughs> we are back, folks, here on the Michigan Insider Sports Talk 1050 WTKA online at WTK.com. I was sharing a story in, in in the break. I can reset it here. Where about the the unique relationship between uh Jaden Davis's family and and Matt Weiss, and they they forged a real bond. And it was really rooted in how, you know, Jaden Davis's dad, Jeremiah can be a really, really candid guy. So he said at one point he was telling me the story and it's it's okay to share now because Weiss has done a really good job recruiting them. But to start out, <laughs> Jeremiah said, man, I told the dude he was a terrible recruiter. <laughs> and so I got, I started going through telling him, this is what you need to do to recruit my son. This is what you need to do to recruit my son. And so he was taking the coaching, and he started doing a really, really good job of, of recruiting Jaden. So it is important to them to know what the future holds as far as Weiss is concerned. I know it may seem a little counterintuitive, Brian, that hey, they, you you start out, Think in a certain way about a guy, and then you grow, you grow this attachment because you know you you have you build a bond with him, and now his future at Michigan is uncertain based on these uh, alleged computer access crimes, which allegedly stem from hacking emails, uh, hacking University of Michigan emails, allegedly.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, what uh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that hadn't happened well that would be good or,
3: or allegedly hadn't happened I mean allegedly I, hadn't happened no. I mean um uh, it seems like Weiss is is going full innocente on this one and so I don't know but on the other hand, as I gather it's fairly easy to track down uh these sorts of events so I don't know uh and it just is strange. In a month of strangeness surrounding Michigan football, this one is, you know, maybe yeah, the most it is, strange. It is completely
1: like I cannot imagine what is on someone's email with a University of Michigan account that is so important that you would that, hack it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and hacking it, I mean, I'm not, this guy isn't like looking up passwords in a hash table, mm-hmm. right? He's probably just. <laughs> on someone's computer where the login information is stored, um, but I, the facts as presented don't make any sense. So I just gotta wait for stuff to come out and see what yeah. I think. Then
3: I agree you know, with you there. It doesn't make this doesn't make sense. Yeah, they,
2: and you know it. They they said it was over a, a couple of days' time. I was number one, so it, it, they make it sound like it was multiple uh, attempts or eat either either accesses or or at the very least attempts over a span of days and then it said accounts it didn't say in accounts so then now they're making it seem like he was trying to do a few different email accounts or trying to access a few different email accounts which uh, we certainly need more details what we've done though is we've eliminated some of the possibilities that were being speculated
0: the, on right the, it's good that those are eliminated um because that was the first thing my wife said, 'cause like, she deals with
3: yeah.
0: weird weird things that happen anyway um but like the it's might potentially be like something it could be awful right like maybe he was trying to cover something up or maybe he was uh trying to go after somebody who had information like there are there are really bad reasons to go into Evil's emails, and very, very few good ones. So it's like we all have to wait and figure out what happened. You can't just say, like, oh, this doesn't make sense. It's probably nothing. If it doesn't make sense, it might be nothing, and it might be, you know, a really bad thing because people usually don't do this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Got to wait to see. I, I, I will say that it does not, um, it, it does not make his return uh a, a, what's the best way to put William this? Dunk? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially when you consider that there had been talk that uh it could be a McDonald thing again, that the, the NFL could come beckoning and and then you wouldn't have to worry about recruiting, right? <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about recruiting at that point. So uh we'll we'll see. We'll have to wait to see how the uh how how things work out. Harbaugh can't wait to address it though. Like he's at least with, with Davis's, he's going to have to address it. Now, he he can't get into any details that he might know about the case if he, if he even knows them, uh, but what he can do is kind of talk about what his thought process will be moving forward uh, if things work out and if things don't. I mean, even if things work out, there is talk that he can even uh, make a jump back to the NFL. So what's your plan if he's not here anymore, Jim? I guarantee you that's a question. That's that was asked last night. I'm gonna be interviewing him a little bit later on today about. They hired so.
3: Davis's dad. He seems like a smart guy. <laughs> that's what my, that was my first thought too. What is is he a coach?
2: <laughs> no, he's not a coach. He's not a coach. I mm-hmm. have to ask. He's, I know he's in sales. I have to ask him mm-hmm. his. Uh, but he's a military military background. Oh, I'll okay. do it. So that's yeah. So that's why. Uh, so we got a couple minutes here. Talk a little bit of basketball. Uh, uh, Michigan. They. Uh, Man, they let another one get away against Iowa. But, fortunate, you know, give them credit that they were able to put that disappointment behind them. Uh, Jet goes off for 34 in that game, and uh, it didn't result in a victory. But they come and beat a Northwestern team. That's no slouch, Brian. I mean, they're one of the best defensive squads, not just Eric. in the college, but in the country. And and two uh, two guards that pretty good. They put a lot of pressure on you on both ends of the floor.
1: Man, I haven't watched Big Ten basketball this year and thought to myself, "That's a good team
3: <laughs> of like, anyone or of Northwestern." Well,
1: Purdue, uh, Purdue's a good team. Everybody else is not very good. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think I don't think much of Northwestern honestly. And I'm glad that Michigan was able to pull off a win there, but you know, yet Chase Audige is your go-to guy. <laughs>
3: like,
1: come on, man. Like, well, Chase
3: Audige is a good defender. You have he's a good look, defender,
1: yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, he's still jacking up shots from nowhere, yeah. Phil. And it's just like, I mean, you're seeing some good things from the team. Like, I think Kobe Buffkin's kind of coming into his own. Uh, Doug McDaniel is only making about four terrible decisions a game. Like, that's that's an improvement. He's a freshman pork guy. That sounds like flippant, but I, I'm not trying to be flip here. I remember Xavier Simpson as a freshman, I remember Dark Walton as a freshman. So, you know, you're getting some shooting. It's reverting back to nor- like reasonable levels. Uh, but, you know, it's just uh, until Hunter Dickinson seems like something other than the ghost of himself, I just don't see this team going anywhere. And, I mean, you're seeing some things from Terrace Reed at the four. That's really interesting. Like he's able to stay with uh, Chris Murray for chunks of that Iowa game better than anyone else on the roster. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went to that in the Northwestern game when Terrence Williams came out with a couple of real bad lack of effort plays in at the beginning of the second half. So yeah, there's some there's some things happening, but it it feels like this is an NIT league and this is an NIT team. What
2: well, do you think of the two big lineup, Craig?
3: I love it. Uh, I, 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 I've been very happy with what I've seen of Terrace will, Terrace, uh, Reed Reed. And, uh, I asked uh, Martelli about that last week or 10 days ago in a press conference about the possibility of using that. And he was optimistic that they could do something there. Um, and then it showed up or has been showing up a bit Look at
2: you Craig you, you gave him an idea man uh
3: no no they <laughs> i didn't give him an idea i asked about it and he said no they've been they've been going that direction to some extent and um so uh i i really like what i'm seeing out of Michigan i know we don't have a lot of time we'll get to it later or next week but i really like what i'm seeing i'm seeing Kobe is becoming what Sam, you and I thought he would become. Um, and he's really worked hard in his defense and he's becoming a decent defender. He's a phenomenal offensive player with beautiful mechanics on his show, on his shot. He's a tough guy. He'll go to the basket. Um, you know, I can't say enough about him. I think Doug is improving. I agree with Brian. He's making fewer mistakes and that's what he needs to do. He doesn't finish great, mostly because of his size, but, you know, we'll, you know, that's going to come, I think. Um, I, I love Terrace Reed. I love I, I, I love his ability move, move his feet, and Jet can shoot, and Jet is trying a little more on defense. He was clueless early, yeah, you know. And 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 there's some improvements there. So he's going to be our I- pick now, man. Like he's, I think he's played his way yeah. in. He may, be <laughs> unfortunately, because cause cause I was like,
0: i we get a couple yeah. years out of him, but yeah. like,
3: well, he- yeah. His yeah, Tim, Tim talks to
2: the scouts all the time and he said they're telling him if he wants to come out he's a lottery pick now he's, su- he's, Go ahead
3: I was just going to say I suspect that mom will have a large say in this I, I, I have a hunch she may be in charge in, the, in this so uh, whatever she thinks makes sense is probably what's going to happen
2: Yeah, The thought is, at least the thought is, as Tim McCormick put forward is that yeah he could go be in the lottery but is he really ready to go and stick with a club as, as
1: a rookie. When has and... that ever been a real like discussion yeah. for well, anybody? Because
2: well, it's different. I mean, you're talking about a, a kid from a family with a hundred million dollars. So that's true. <laughs> so you don't have to rush it. You could you could afford to delay it one more year. You'll still be a lottery pick the next year. Maybe you'll be more ready to stick going in the door. So
0: that would, that would be know. really cool might be
2: too like, optimistic, yeah. right? Might be pie in the sky.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, the situation with his dad being the coach is the one thing that you think would make this story go in a different direction than the last two, right? Yeah. Cuz I mean, honestly <laughs> I still can't believe Caleb Houston got drafted by them. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Well, we'll pick this up. We'll pick this discussion up next week. Much, much more basketball. I promise you we'll return. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Michigan Insider. Our sports talk to the 50 WTK is ticket. The official voice at University of Michigan Sports, Ann Arbor, Accumulus Station.